Welcome to The Stuff, the podcast where you and I literally talk about what else? Stuff. This is your Comedic Escapades podcast show, and I'm your host, Ian Walker. Now, let's go talk about some stuff. I can't believe that it has been officially a month. This is the fourth official episode of The Stuff, and the fifth episode episode that I've recorded because the pilot episode doesn't really count. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done This is week four. This will make it a month. And so today, August 1st is going to make it officially a full month that the stuff has been on air. And now with that comes even further stuff. So I just wanted to make a quick announcement that, you know, uh, I'm going to be moving this. Well, not moving. It's still going to be on SoundCloud and YouTube. But I'm also now going to be extending my reach onto iTunes and Stitcher and hoping that uh, I can gain some traction, get more people listening to the podcast and seeing what the stuff is all about. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, what I want to do, just a real quick recap of what we're going to discuss today. Earlier this week, I had been asking, you know, through Snapchat and through uh, Instagram, the Instagram page and Twitter. What is everyone's rabbit hole when it comes to YouTube? So we're going to be talking about YouTube. What kind of magic rabbit hole do you go down when you first, when you look at YouTube, you know, you mean to look at one thing and you start going down, looking at something else. And then uh, the next thing we're going to be talking about is music. Uh, Your favorite genres of music, what it is you enjoy, what I enjoy and wine. I had a great conversation. What inspired this conversation? I had a good conversation this past weekend. Uh, with the gentleman I just met for the first time out in the Bay Area in uh, San Jose. And we were talking about wine and music. You know, there's pairings for food and wine, but is there a pairing for music and wine? And I really think there is. So we're going to be going into that today. We're going to be discussing those things one by one going down the docket. Again, we've got 30 minutes to talk about this stuff. And as always, I'm still going to be looking at Snapchat, still going to be looking at everything. And as things come in, I will be talking about them and uh, and uh, we'll be moving on. OK, so let's go ahead and talk about some stuff. So I wanted to first talk about the YouTube thing um, and the rabbit hole that is YouTube. Now, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I am a fully a full time uh, student enrolled at YouTube University, YTU, go uh, television heads. I don't know what the YouTube mascot is. It looks like a television that a press play, press play button heads. I don't know. We, we should probably come up with a name for it, but I am a full-time student at YouTube University and me being an artist, I, you know, I, I paint and I, like I mentioned before, I do cartoon artwork. I do comic artwork, those types of things. And I do portraiture art as well. So one of the things that I do on a regular basis is I go on YouTube and I look at uh, certain videos from other artists to gain inspiration, to get some ideas, or if I need to study some techniques from certain artists that I like, or that I'm interested in, I will go on YouTube and I will look at those videos. Now I could be on YouTube for, for any inordinate amount of time, you know, I, I could be on there for hours. I could be on there for a few minutes. It just depends exactly on what it is that I'm looking for or that I'm that I'm looking at and wanting to study. Um, and sometimes I'll study with the painter or something like that. It, it, it all depends. But there's times, though, when you look at YouTube 
and let me know if you guys agree or if you guys have experienced this. You go on YouTube, you, you end up looking at something, you know, you're just browsing around looking at funny cat videos, uh, looking at hilarious fight memes or something like that, or, you know, just funny videos in general. I don't know, uh, twerking, I don't know. Whatever it is that you guys may be into, you guys look at the videos and then, you know how you got the videos on the side, the suggested videos, right? And it's always the picture that captures your attention, right? You know, YouTube's definitely doing their job. They, they, they definitely did it right. You know, because you're always looking at the side, you know, after you skip the ad, because everyone skips the ads, you know, then after the, when the video is almost over, if you manage to, you know, last through the video long enough, if it's that captivating. And even if you don't, if you're already ready to click over, you look at the suggested videos and you look at the picture, right? And then you click the next, that video, oh, that video looks interesting. Let me see what this is about. You click it and it's something crazy, right? Or something cool. And then you keep going, click, click, click. Now, again, this week I asked everybody, what's their rabbit hole? This is my rabbit hole. Don't judge me because everyone somewhere, and I know a lot of people that have this fetish. It was not a fetish, but it's kind of an obsession, but popping zits. Now, <laughs> those videos for me are just interesting because you you know you look at the face okay and you look at and you're like how can something like that come out of a face you know you you, you just some of these things some, sometimes they look like worms coming out of the face or they look like you know you know pus pockets i don't know just it's just interesting it's so interesting and you click on one and you and you click on another and then finally you know after about 30 to 45 minutes you're finally you're finally at that one video you know, you went from looking at artwork to looking at zit popping to that two-headed uh, zit with with teeth and hair growing out of it from, you know, Sri Lanka or something. You know what I'm saying? Because the videos are always from there, right? I mean, I mean, let's just be real. Every time you see those weird videos, it's some poor soul from Sri Lanka or somewhere in India or, or in Thailand or something like that. It's like, oh my goodness. I'm personally a huge fan of Dr. Pimple Popper. I forget her real name, but um, I look at all her videos, but she has video links that go and take you down that rabbit hole. You know, that is craziness, you know? Um, some people like to look at, are into medical stuff, you know? So they look at videos on medical things and then they go down their own rabbit hole, which then leads to deformities and things like that that are just interesting to them or surgeries or things like that. Just crazy stuff. I mean, that is a rabbit hole, okay? That is a rabbit hole. So anyways, that's that's my personal deal. I'm really curious to know what you guys' rabbit hole is on YouTube. Um, and I, I, I need to know, I wanna know. And I wanna talk about this again later on down the line because uh, I, I like to know. Um, another thing I like to watch on YouTube is disc golf because I'm into disc golf. Um, so I'll watch the tournaments on there. You know, when you when you're looking at zits though, woo, that's a whole nother level. Anyways, leave your comments below on the website. Uh, if you happen to be listening on the website, leave a comment or the the websites thestuffpodcast.com. Uh, uh, shoot me an email, thestuffpodcastshow at gmail.com, or shoot me a link or shoot me a comment in the comments below on the YouTube page or on SoundCloud. Because I really want to know what you guys' deals are, and uh, and and we'll 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 go back over this. We'll go back over it again, or we'll talk about it, or we revisit it, or review, or whatever the case may be. We will do that, okay?
So music is a very important part of our lives. I'm sure that's something that we could all agree on. And uh, it's funny how music can really influence, um, um, you know, our moods, our thinking, um, how important that is. And I've always been raised with that belief of what you listen to really shapes and molds who you are as a person, like whatever kind of music you listen to. Um, you know, it's it's a type of association in essence, you know, part of your identity and who and what you are. One of the things that's always, you know, intrigued me about music personally was that, you know, how music has changed over the years. I've, I'm a huge R&B head. I love R&B music. And I'm talking about real R&B music. Okay. I'm talking about music all the way back from R&B music, that is, and some of the oldies, which influence modern day R&B music, which people need to know, because without your oldies, you wouldn't have your R&B of today. Um, so music back in the uh, 50s and 60s uh, influenced that music up to today, you know, so that old school R&B that I like, like Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, the Ohio Players, um, the Silvers, You've got uh, the Isley Brothers, duh. You've got the Whispers. Um, all of those old school groups that have evolved musically and come over to our day is what gives us the R&B that we got in the early 2000s. Now, I stop and say early 2000s because I think R&B now is trash. It's not the same. And the only R&B that's still... You know, that I like still today is, are from those stars of those yesteryears that were around back in the 90s, the early 2000s. You got people like Joe. You got people like, uh, used to be Usher. Now, Usher's, you know, conformed to this modern crap that's out now, unfortunately. Um, La Usher's last good work of music, or decent good work of music, I want to say Raymond versus Raymond. Wasn't his best album, but it still had some of his old R&B charm. I think that was the last time we saw of Usher Raymond's ability um, before he conformed and changed to what R&B is now. But then you got R. Kelly. We're not going to talk about his private life, but everybody has to admit that the dude is an R is a genius musically. Okay, um, but all of those old school artists and bands of then are way better than they are now. Now I'm curious to know what you guys' genre of music is that you guys enjoy. And how you guys feel about it, okay? Do you guys feel that that music has changed to a point where it's almost unrecognizable now? Um, I do, in a sense, with R&B because, you know, you everything is so auto-tuned and music is just not real anymore. You know, everything is made electronically. No one plays instruments anymore. They get to play instruments on a computer. You know, I could play a flugelhorn now. I'm sure if I found the sound on 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 a, a sound file for a flugelhorn man i'd be a master at a flugelhorn as long as i could press some buttons you know so unfortunately i feel like a lot of the music that is made today is very electronified electronified that's not even a word um <laughs> is not it's just not real in general just like the singers and the stars that are out now are just not real because none of it has any real talent unfortunately and those rare gems that come out of the woodwork, you know, are much more better than, are much better, that is, than, you know, and are more reminiscent of that older school, old school R&B than it is now. Uh, you know, I miss the names of the, I miss those groups like Guy. 
Uh, I miss Jodeci. I miss New Edition. New Edition is one of my favorite bands of all time. They're still together after so long. But they their their span of music that comes out is so far in between. It, it just gets discouraging, not because they've been away for so long, but the crap that comes in in between time almost clouds it out. If not for their fan base, New Edition would be clouded out because of, you know, so much inundated mess that's out now. Um, the only cat that I think is still, and he's more pop than R&B, but uh, is Bruno Mars. That dude is dangerous. I love that guy. He is incredible. He's a showman. He just creates amazing fun and in my opinion what i think escapist music and he um creates also his uh love music his romantic music is awesome too i mean the guy is just great and he harkens back the way his style of writing in my opinion harkens back to old school r&b and you know keeps that flavor and he has no shame in admitting where his inspiration comes from you know if he makes a music ballad like for instance 24 karat magic is very very reminiscent of an old lakeside album now those of you who don't know who lakeside is go on youtube go to school youtube university type in lakeside and tell me that that is not a lakeside influenced track and he he gladly admits it um, because the guy knows his music and he knows his music history and so he creates based on the inspiration of these old school uh R&B groups or these old school R&B singers. And that's what kind of is like, wow, when you get those artists that really respect the craft and not are just not out there, not to just make money and just to be seen, um, you know, then that's when you come out with good quality music. Um, so, you know, it's 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 really cool. Um, a lot of people hearken, uh, uh, talk about Beyonce. Beyonce, yes, is extremely talented. I can't tell. I can't say that I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I'm just not. But I'm, I like some of her music. I mean, she's she's cool. She's all right, you know. But I'm not gonna spend hundreds of dollars ever to go see a concert of hers. I'd rather spend hundreds of dollars to go see a Bruno Mars concert than I would a Beyonce concert. Um, you got my uh, favorite artist, art one another one of my favorite R&B artists, Joe. That dude is just timeless. I mean, he he makes music on how to treat a woman, dude, and it is it is awesome. Thug fellas out there who are who are doing that, you guys need to listen to that stuff and really do tells you how to do it. Do it, man. Just love it. And so in the show notes, I'm gonna I would like to show you guys just a little bit of what I like to listen to. So I'll put in the show notes um some music that I like. Uh, some links to some uh, some of the R&B, R&B music that I like. Um, hip-hop, same thing, has changed dramatically. It's not the same as it used to be. I honestly think that, that began, and I don't want to sound cliche, but it began when Big and Pac died. It's just that, that it changed so much and so vastly that storytelling in music died. And it just became about the money and the girls and the drugs and 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 the stuff and it's and it's like you know how many times can you tell red riding hood you know little red riding hood in the same way 
or flip it in a different way. At the end of the story, everybody knows grandma gets eaten up by the wolf and a two hunters come in and or a hunter comes in and kills the wolf and saves grandma and all that stuff. You know, it's the same thing. And it's not even good quality either. Again, auto-tune. Rappers can't even use their real voices. They ain't that a shame. Remember that a rapper, when you, when you rap, you would use your voice. You know, uh, you know, you flow, do whatever. Now rappers don't even use their own voice. How you gonna auto-tune your own voice when you're not even singing? The only rapper that I, that, that I and he's not even, I don't call them rappers because, you know, rappers died back in the, you know, again, early 2000s. That's why I think most music rested in peace, pieces. Um, you know, but the only rapper I, um, what's his name? Fetty Wap. <laughs> he's entertaining to me. You know, yeah, baby. You know, that's that's funny. I I just find that entertaining, you know. But modern day rappers I enjoy is Drake. Uh, Drake, again, is not the greatest in my opinion. He's not the greatest, but he is entertaining. And I enjoy some of his music. And there are some tracks that I really like from Drake. You know, so it's, it's, you know, it just depends. I do love Ryan Leslie. He started R&B and then went and evolved over to rap. Now he's a CEO of a phone company that he created, but, and he does music occasionally. But when he started his R&B stuff, I, I really loved him because, and even his rap, some of his rap, because he used authentic, he used a combination of real music from, you know, real music instruments, utilized the computer as a tool and also use the stuff around him. Like there, I'll never forget this video. And I'm gonna try to find it. Where Timbaland talks about how he took a jar, uh, or not Timbaland. Uh, no, this is Buster Rhymes talking about Timbaland. I'll get on that in a second. Ryan Leslie uses his voice in order to use a, uh, in order to create music in a way that has not been seen in years. And it actually hasn't been done, at least not in a hip hop standpoint. But on an R&B standpoint, it hasn't been seen in years. Um, and, and this is going to be another, and I'm going to have to have another discussion too on the best producers also, because the music is so broad and vast, you know, it just, ugh. I mean, you could talk for hours on music, you know? So, um, but anyways, that, that, those are, those are my thoughts on, you know, music these days. How I feel, leave your comments below on your favorite music. What, what mood are you in when you listen to whatever music that you like? What uh, kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music do you think has fallen off over the last couple of years due to Hollywood fakeness? Just crap. You know, what what do you guys feel has really tainted your love of not your love of music, but the love of your genre of your favorite genre of music? Um, and let me know, please. Um, again, I'm going to be revisiting this again and. And uh, I would like to really hear you guys' thoughts on that, okay? So we're going to segue this segment on to another part still involving music. And we're going to be talking about the combination of music and wine. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm a wine connoisseur. I, I Let me tell you something straight up. I don't drink a lot of wine, okay? My favorite wines are, I like a Pinot Noir. And it has to be a really good one. It has to have a certain flavor to it. A little bit sweeter. Um, and I like Moscato's. I like Riscato. Um, there was a wine that I had once. It was a Riscato, I believe. That I got from Bevmoan that I used to drink with a good friend of mine. And uh, she introduced me to it. It was wonderful. And I keep forgetting the name of the wine. And I don't know why. 
Maybe if maybe if uh, she's listening this week, she can remind me of it. Um, but anyways, uh, put it in the comments if you do, or call me on Snapchat, text me, whatever. Um, but uh, it was a good wine, and I remember, and I was surprised because I was like, oh, "Wow, I don't usually like red wines. This is this is a good one." But um, wines usually aren't my thing. Oh, dessert wines too. There was this port I had a long time ago called Trinidad. It's a winery out in Healdsburg, I want to say, area. And it was a chocolate port. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. I had it with this ice cream and this brownie, and it just was amazing. A friend and I were talking about um, wine and food pairings one day because he runs a or started a uh, a wine club called... Uh, California corks or CA corks and uh, he, he's an occasional blogger now and I'll, and I'll um, put the link to that uh, website below as well in the show notes and we were talking about dessert wines. his name was John Kraus um, based out in San Jose and we were talking about how wines were you know you know food pairings and things of that nature but then to go further we talked about music and wine wine and music and so, you know, one of the things he said, he said to me, he goes, what kind of wine do you th or music do you think goes well with a Pinot Noir? And as soon as he said it, I immediately in my head thought jazz, you know, because it's that Pinot has that uh, sweet yet. And, and in my opinion, the Pinot is the most soulful of all the wines. It's, it's a soulful wine. Um, and jazz has that affinity and also the look of it is classy the environment that you in the mood that you're in just fits uh uh that that type of you know mode to me with jazz you know um i always thought of ports or 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 sweet ones or i actually ports i i can i i see pop music with that for some reason i don't know why but i see pop music that's that's what i see uh <laughs> And then when you go to your sweet wines, like your, like your, um, Moscato or your Riscatos, you know, your sweet wines, I think of R&B. I think of love when I see those wines because, you know, a lot of people say, Ooh, champagne. Yes, that's love. But I see champagne is like bougie uppity snob. That's what I, and again, that's just me. I'm sorry. Don't get mad, please. But that's what I see. I, I see when I think of love, I think of the sweet ones, Moscato, Roscato. Because when you're, you know, every time I've drink, had drink in a sweet wine of some kind, it's always been with somebody that I care about or that I'm in a relationship with. And it's been awesome. So I guess, you know, in my mind, when I think of those those wines, I, I think of either romantic love music or R&B music, because that, to me, really encompasses that. Now, again, I'm not going to claim I'm a wine connoisseur. In fact, I know absolutely nothing about wines, and it's weird that I don't, because I used to live in Santa Rosa, which is 20, well, 20, 30 miles away from the wine country in Napa. I should know a whole lot about wines. I lived there for 12 years. I should know stuff, but I don't. I know a few things. You know, I know, you know, I know what a narrator is and, you know, how it makes the wine breathe and all those different things. I know about the aromas. I know how to drink wine, you know, how you how you take all your senses. You, you drink wine with all your senses. You know, when you drink, you just don't drink it and chug it down your mouth. No, 
you put your lips on it while you're drinking it you smell at the same time you know to get the full remember the wine i know those things but the technical intricacies of wine i'm not that dude i'm sorry you can't ask me i don't know i'm gonna mess around and embarrass myself somebody asked me a question about wine i'm gonna just look at him like a deer in headlights because i'll be like you know what what had happened was i was so involved with life i didn't even get the time <laughs> so i don't know however this does open up something and what i want to do is i want to reach out to all you wine heads out there whether you're fans or whether you own wineries or whether you, whether you just love wine in general. Even my winos out there who just love the beverage. Educate me a little bit. You know, I'm interested to know a little bit more about wine and what it's about. I've just tried stuff and just said, oh my God, like one time I tried. You know what I think turned me off to wine? Red Tail. Once, or was it Red Tail or Yellow Tail? I think it was both of those actually. Because to me, there's certain red wines taste like liquid dirt. Tastes like... You know, somebody took a glass, you know, took uh, took some salsa, muddy water, dipped it inside the muddy water, you know, took it out, put in some red food coloring, drip, drip, swirled it around a little bit and said, here, try this yellow tail or try this red tail. And it tasted like the most nastiest muddy water that I ever had. Now, I know there are wines that are supposed to be earthy. Um, I know there are wines that are supposed to be, you know, all of that, but that was just, ugh. And I think that experience turn me off to wine in general i mean it's just like you know if you have a bad experience with a certain type of food you know if you try that food and you had a bad experience you go to a restaurant have that bad kind of wine or that uh food you're never like that food you know so i think that's what happened with me so i need to get educated you know because if i get married again and i decide to have wine i like to know what kind of wine to serve you know what i'm saying i mean i've seen wine in a box that people are like, oh my God, what's a good box wine? You know, what's good to educate me? Let me know. Help me. Okay. Send me, send me your advice. Send me your questions. Send me everything. Okay. And again, when it comes to wine, I want to know what your favorite genre of music to listen to is when you're relaxing and chilling and drinking that wine. When you just hanging and chilling. What do, what do you associate certain types of wines with? Okay. Or what class of music do you associate um, certain wines with? Ah, champagne, snooty, snobby. There it is. Classical music. That's what I associate. <laughs> champagne and stuff like that with white wines and certain white wines. Yeah, that's what I that's what I associate. And that's not saying I don't like classical music. I like classical music. I really do. You know, I imagine somebody listening to Chopin while they're sipping a glass of white wine. That's what I see. Or champagne. Don't get on me. I just said that on purpose because I like saying it that way. I know it's champagne, but I'm saying champagne. But anyway, that is what I associate with that. What do you guys think? Shoot me an email, thestuffpodcastshow at gmail.com. Leave a comment below on YouTube's under the comments below. Leave me a comment on Snapchat. You know, do that. If you're on the website, on thestuffpodcast.com, leave comments below. I love to hear what you guys' opinion is. And in fact, I want to hear all your opinions on all the subjects that we talked about today. Um, on music in general. I want to hear your attitudes on, on, on music and wine and all of those things. And on YouTube, what is your rabbit hole? Tell me, what, what, what path do you go down when you start, you know, looking at car crash videos or something 
and you go somewhere else, where is somewhere else for you on YouTube? Leave all that below, okay guys? So I'm gonna wrap up the show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And again, I really wanna say thanks to those of you who have listened to me from the beginning. Uh, episode four, this marks the first month of the stuff being on, on air. And so I really appreciate you guys' support. I hope I get, uh, I get continued support for the show. I always encourage criticism, constructive criticism, and feedback from you all about what can make the show better, suggestions on what subjects would be great. Um, next week, I'm going to be talking about food again. I may have another D's palette segment, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, and whatever else that pops up during the week that I think will make a great discussion for uh, the next week's show. So we're a third of the way through the first season. Thank you again so much, and I will talk to you guys.